Blog Talk Radio. Good. 
very clear. Okay, good. So we've had quite a weekend. It's amazing, really. When we do these workshops, people came from all over and just, you know, last minute even, people decided to come from 10 hours away and and some, of course, local. And our our friend Michael here just did a fabulous job of organizing it, giving us a lovely place to stay, having the refrigerator full of vegan food, and so we're well cared for. And he did all the scheduling and the arranging for us. So it made it so easy and comfortable. And then we just hit the ground running. And we've had one session after another, even until about a half hour ago. I was in a healing session, just a few minutes walk away. And we had about 25 people there. And I finished just in time to come back to Michael's place and tune in to the call. But I had, I've spent the morning with Sananda, but I I don't know what the call is going to be about today. So we were so focused on the healings we were doing um, this morning. So we'll see. I'm just going to leave it up to Sananda to decide what he wants to talk about and how we should proceed. I think it might be some kind of continuation of the workshop that we were doing this morning. We'll see, but we're certainly warmed up. <laughs> and it was the energy was just wonderful. When Sananda comes through and, and works with people individually, it's just so sweet. And, and, you know, lots of tears in the group and lots of high energy and people helping each other. It's just it's just a wonderful thing. So we've had quite a good time. And now we're, after the show today, we're going to head up to the country and spend one night in the cabin at the lake and open it up for the summer. So it's a really good time. The weather here is beautiful. Everything has just gone so perfectly. And it just makes me so happy and so honored to do this work. I just can't think of anything in the world that I would rather do or any place that I would rather be. So that's where we are today. And welcome, everybody. Um, I'm assuming that Anne has her conference call set up, so we have a whole bunch of people calling in on that line. And then we it's have... It's all set. Yeah, we're all connected. Oh, great. So. All right. That so way we... people can re-listen by telephone uh, now that it's being recorded by telephone. So they'll have an option. They can replay either online or they can use the telephone replay. So That's wonderful. So people mm-hmm. don't have computers. Maybe there will be a way. Is it always the same call in? Uh, to replay, yes, except mm-hmm. that the reference number changes so that um, it can select the unique call um, of the playback for this account. So today's uh, reference number is 28, which is posted, and it goes up with each replay that we do from the various shows that we record. Hmm. Okay. 
So maybe in the future we can announce the um, phone number for people to call in for replays. If there well, are... it's posted right there in their newsletters that I sent out. It's also posted on Breaking News. Um, all you have to do is cut and paste, so it's all there. I'm I'm thinking about there are a few people who've asked me who don't have a computer. Oh so, yeah. Oh okay. Well, let me give it. To let me that. give it to. I can do that verbally right now. Right. If we have the number, I can give it. Maybe I'll just write it on a card so I can give it to people. That yeah. Be- well, here it, here's the replay number. Okay. One two zero nine. Two five five one zero nine nine. Then they ask for the access code, and that would be four three nine seven two four with the pound sign. Then they will ask for the reference number, and as I say, today's is twenty eight. Uh, the Tuesday call will be twenty nine. The Wednesday call will be thirty. And it'll just progress like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So we'll post that on Facebook and make it available to people who don't have, um, mm-hmm. who either don't have access to their computer, or if they don't have a computer, then we can make it available to other people as well. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's a live number as well, but no sense in confusing people. I think just no. the playback will be fine. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, great. All right, so if if we don't have any more announcements, I think um, our only announcement is we'll be back in New York by Wednesday or so. Mm-hmm. Um, Gabriella is still, and, and friends, are still overseeing the Facebook page, so we'll have all the announcements of where we're going to be. I think we're planning a trip to Toronto soon. So we'll give you the dates of that and our dear webmaster for you to post. Okay. And, and we may even be back to Montreal again. There were We had such nice groups, and there were people we had to turn away in the visual centering groups. So we may be back. Mm-hmm. So it was all a good time. Now let's see... Well- Mhm. Go ahead. Oh me? Mhm. Oh, I don't know. I it was just a minor <laughs> little acknowledgement, I think. Uh n- no major import. <laughs> just a little chit-chat, uh-huh kind of stuff. <laughs> okay. So, I'm going to just get ready here and let Sananda come through. And we'll see what he would like to do today. That's wonderful. We just really look forward to hearing from Sananda every Sunday. It just sets the pace for our Sunday. And I did make an announcement on our um, announcements that there uh, we traditionally have no questions after Sananda's talk. We like to stay in the state that that um, we achieve when we're listening to him. So. Uh, I'm grateful to see that there's not one hand raised, Catherine. Everybody has has acknowledged that. So 
all for Sananda, and uh, we'll close when he's ready. So no questions. Uh huh. Oh, well, Catherine's gone, and Sananda's probably uh, standing by. Are Are you here, Sananda? Yes, I am, beloved one, <laughs> Sananda. And yes, well. we have. We, it is a beautiful day, and I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to hear your voice. So I'll give you a little preview. Usually we use this Sunday call as a healing call. And lately we've been sort of combining healing with ascension training. Of course, it all weaves in together. But we have many new people calling in now, so what I'd like to do initially is to just give a little overview about healing and the practice of healing and how we do it here and what we hope to achieve. And a little bit about a view of what's going on in the earth, on the earth and in your countries across the world. And then we'll do some healing pulses, some specific, we'll address some specific things today that I think will be very interesting for everyone. We like to kind of mix it up so we don't do the same thing every week. It was fun when we went to the retreat centers, wasn't it? We may do some more of those in time. We'll see as we like to uh, present things as they are needed. So today, I'm going to give you a bit of an overview of the way I see healing and the way Catherine and I work together because she's very much in agreement, of course, with the way that I have always done healing, and a little bit about the philosophy behind what we do, how it's different from your doctors and why it's different. Because, of course, we have access, you know, in the higher dimensions, we have access to all the possible techniques that there are. So we would not choose a healing technique if it were not what we felt was the most helpful, the most effective. Let's talk a little bit about energy first. All the universe is energy. Our bodies are energy. Those of us in higher dimensions are light bodies our energy. When we descend to come into lower dimensions, the bodies we inhabit are more solid, more dense, but still energy. The feelings that are produced by your bodies, by your hearts, by the ideas in your mind, the response to the ideas, I should say, 
all our energy. And that's a very good thing, you know, because we can use... Oh, dear, I hear you rustling about. (laughs) So perhaps we'll close a line here and so we don't have feedback. That's energy too, by the way. All is energy. Therefore, as I was saying, the good news is that therefore techniques that affect the flow of energy are also very effective for healing. Now, you might wonder, well, those who practice and and use allopathic medicine, as you call it, the, the version of medical treatment that you're familiar with these days, how can it work at all if it doesn't address energy patterns? Well, it does work to some degree. There are medications that seem to work briefly and that is because the medications that are designed to treat a particular disease actually have the frequency that is needed to attack a particular virus or bacteria so it is a very uh, pointed means of approaching a problem where you address only the specific, the very specific problem, which we think of as the symptom. Yes, we use the concept of disease being a symptom because we see it from the perspective of the whole body. You cannot have a disease in a body if the body is in a high-frequency energy state and perfectly healthy. In the higher dimensions, we do not have illness. We don't have to heal anything because we don't get sick. And the reason we don't get sick is because that the viruses and the bacteria and the other diseases that create problems in human bodies operate on low frequency, low energy frequencies. And so the medications that are designed are designed to address a low frequency problem. Now, let's use those same words with a different emphasis. We see disease as a low frequency problem. In other words, your frequencies have dropped and make you vulnerable to disease. There are other things that make you vulnerable to disease. You're beginning to acknowledge some of them. Some of you are rather up in arms about some of them, as you should be. What you've called chemtrails in the sky, the uh, toxic chemicals that are sprayed into your skies. A terrible, terrible idea. 
It was designed to sicken people, to sicken the crops, to sicken the, the people on the ground, to pollute the water and the earth. Now, why would anyone want to do that, you might ask? Well, someone who owns a tremendous share in a drug company, for instance, might find it very useful to have lots of people who are sickened by something. And it is enormously profitable. There are other ways that you're just recently discovering. There have been many who understood it from quite a ways back, but couldn't get any attention because people would call it a conspiracy theory or would poo-poo because, after all, if the FDA allowed it in the U.S. and other countries that where they're their supervising arm is very weak or non-existent. So many of these things have been allowed to slip through. One of them in the United States is the use of fluoride in the water. Yes, it does help to reduce tooth decay, which could also be helped quite a lot by reducing the sugar in the food you eat, which actually would reduce tooth decay to a much larger degree than any amount of fluoride could. Nevertheless, fluoride became very accepted, was pushed and propagandized tremendously, profitable again, and a carcinogenic. Now, why would anybody want to prevent tooth decay and cause cancer? Because it was hidden. People who understood the simple connections suspected there might be something funny about this, but oh no, great reassurances, lobbying, and promotion until people were finally cowed into accepting having fluoride in their water supply. Well, it is showing up now. There are many others that you're recently finding that are dangerous and toxic. The vaccinations that are used to supposedly prevent disease probably cause more diseases than they prevent. And there are laws in the United States where a child cannot be accepted into public school unless they, the parents agree to have the immunizations, regardless of how many diseases or brain injury or neurological problems may develop from those very vaccinations. It is denied, covered up. So you live in a toxic world. Things like Fracking are encouraged. Well, we need economic development. We need fossil fuels because if we don't have it, everyone will freeze or starve or won't be able to drive their cars. 
Well, of course, nobody drives, or very few drive a car that runs on gas, since gas is not really transportation fuel to any extent. It's all convoluted, isn't it? Designed to distract you from the truth. Designed to prevent you from seeing the obvious. What is called the medical establishment is really hand in glove helping to produce disease. Very few of the people who chose to become doctors would have ever signed on to do something that will create illness in their own patients. Illness and even death. How many elderly people do you know who are on four or six or eight medications all of them toxic and all dangerous. And the interactions between and among them are mostly unknown by the people who are prescribing them. Well, by anecdotes or uh, advertising literature, they might find out a little bit about which things shouldn't be given together, but mostly it's, it's just all acceptable. And you've been encouraged so strongly to think that you must turn yourself over to a doctor if you feel sick. And if you don't do that, you're neglectful. For instance, if your child is sick and you don't take them to the doctor, you're considered abusive. Great peer pressure, social pressure has come to bear to encourage people to believe that what is called modern medicine is actually progress. So I'm here to teach you, I'm here to help you to learn a different perspective. When I come to enter into Catherine's body, she sometimes sneezes. (laughs) It tickles her a bit when we come through. (laughs) It has nothing to do with an illness. (laughs) She feels the the energy and it's a bit ticklish. (laughs) Let's see, where was I? I do have something I want to talk to you about. I don't quite know how to begin, but it's important, so I'll just move ahead. You have been encouraged to take the um, laminine and soul supplements. We have come to understand recently that there are some things about these medications that we find are not as helpful as we thought they were. 
And so we are going to withdraw our support of these, um, well, they were called supplements. There are certain qualities in these uh, supplements that we believe might be harmful, especially to one who is in a very vulnerable state. Some of the ingredients are very health-giving, but we've come to understand that there may be trace elements of something in these products that are similar to the kinds of things that are put into vaccinations. may not be the exact the exact component. And they're in very small amounts. So you would have to take rather large amounts of these supplements over time to be adversely affected by them. Some of you have even had benefit from them, concerned. And we would rather you be safe than to be exposed to anything that might be detrimental. And so we are suggesting to Catherine and to Anne that they take down the information on their websites and and discontinue the promotion of these substances. Now, I don't want to alarm you if you've been taking it you're probably fine. I have decided we do not wish to encourage it over a long period because it might not be helpful for those who are preparing for ascension. And we believe that it would not be helpful for someone who is seriously ill. And so that's all I want to say right now about that. I can't give you Uh, detailed scientific information about this, but we are looking into it. And I'm sure Father God will um, support this move on our part. It has been something that we hoped would help a lot of you because, of course, we, we very much encourage the kinds of supplements that are made of natural compounds that are developed in order to give enrichment to the food that you eat. Because, of course, your food now is inferior to the kind of food that was available just 100 years ago when there was not so much in the way of factory farming and the depletion of the soils because of the use of um, inorganic fertilizers has really caused a tremendous depletion of soils and therefore the vegetables and fruits cannot absorb the minerals and the vitamins that your bodies need. So the supplements that many of you take are a good idea because you really can't get enough of the good elements in your food. 
It is one of the reasons why you have short lifetimes compared to what might be possible. Human bodies are designed to live much longer than all of you do. You're starting to see it now. There are a few who live to be close to 120. That's not. That's not unexpected. It's not. Wouldn't be all that unusual if it weren't for the toxins in your environment. Now you have been told your galactic brothers and sisters are working on these things. And this is one of the ways that we came to understand that these products are not something we want to encourage. We will let you know in time what we have discovered. Don't worry. If you've been taking it, there's no, there's no reason for fear. Please. This is not our intention. To create, if you're taking good care of your bodies, you will have no problem. Even Catherine had quite a beneficial effect from these supplements because she is immune to the trace elements that were in it because of her high energy level. There was no problem. And so we encourage you As we have all along, raise your vibrations, live in your heart, and be at peace. And these qualities of living a good life in a happy state will heal you, no matter what the problem. The energies are rising, you're getting tremendous help. People joke these days, you know, when you see the pictures. My, is Catherine getting younger? Gabriella seems so young. And look at the others. They all look to be in their 30s or 40s. Well, of course, some are quite older than that. But yes, you are all changing. You're raising your vibration. People say, well, Anne is a young woman, right? She sounds young. (laughs) Yes, she does. And she works long days with the energy that many 40-year-olds would have trouble mustering. So you see, beloved ones, it is working. All of those you you know as the masters who are helping you on these programs and others, many of them, most of them, are far over their 40th year. Many far over their 60th year. And yet they continue with great energy and purpose. It is becoming more possible for all of you. And now I encourage you to take the clear 
and definitive view. There is no need to suffer with disease or illness. You have lived with such ideas for centuries that disease is inevitable, that many people die young. It is not inevitable. And those of you who can raise your vibration will eliminate whatever problems you may have had in the past. As you've been told, of course, you're not yet at the point where you can regrow limbs or restore um, parts of the body that might have been injured in accidents or um, such things, but As far as a viral or a bacterial disease, you will be able to eliminate it completely. It is a matter of determination and focus. Let's take the idea, for instance, of someone who develops an infection Let's say a cut on your hand. And that person discovers it's turning red. It's feeling hot. There's swelling. Well, those things are caused by a bacterial invasion into the into the wound. If you're familiar with people who've been in the hospital recently, it's a serious problem in hospitals. And because of their use of um, chemicals that kill off all kinds of bacteria, they have managed to create strains of bacteria that are far more powerful, the ones that are immune to their uh, cleansers and antibacterial treatments that they use on absolutely everything in their effort to eliminate disease they have produced much more powerful molecules systems of let's say life forms you know the things you call germs, bacteria, are life forms, just as you are. And look how interesting it is. We designed this Earth project, this recent one. You've talked to Lucifer about it. We designed this project based on the idea that If a human being is presented with great opposition, great great resistance to their growth, the humans will actually flourish, will raise themselves up, will grow, and will not be defeated. Now, is it a great leap? to understand that a bacteria feels the same way 
This is what's wrong with allopathic medicine. It is against universal law because it is a part of all beings, of all consciousness, to want to expand and grow. And it is a natural dynamic if you try to stamp out that being or consciousness, it will fight back. And it will grow. Yes, there are a few things that are extinct because of the attack on them. A few species that were wiped out. But this is not the case with bacteria, viruses, and so on. And it's not the case with most consciousness. If you suppress it over here, it pops up over there. It's true of weeds that are attacked with toxic chemicals. They will simply grow stronger. This is what's wrong with the clever design that they've called Roundup, which works hand in hand with a with plant seeds and plant material, which is oddly resistant to Roundup, where weeds are supposed to die and the plants are supposed to grow. Well, of course, it's caused mutations. Weeds that are resistant to it and become much more of a menace to the crops than the original weeds ever were. These tinkerings and experiments have not brought the success that was promised, except that they were able to grow enormous amounts of inferior food. And much of it processed in such a way that it will create illness. You know, there was great lobbying years back in the governments of the world to allow products to be created that were filled with sugar and chemicals that are not food. Well, it was easier to produce something that would last forever in a cardboard box. And so they're filled with toxic chemicals that will not allow any molds or natural forms to grow. Well, what do you think it does to the human body to eat these toxins? Is it any wonder you have cancer, heart disease, liver problems, diabetes, all as a result of the toxins in your foods and your air and your water and the additives that come with the food almost inevitably 
if that food is prepared somewhere other than your own kitchen. As women have gone to work and families are preoccupied and busy with their lives, human beings have learned to rely more and more on the food that's produced somewhere other than what you know about. And so you've become more and more vulnerable. Now, I I did say this was a healing show, didn't I? Well, you've heard a lot of these things before. I'm hoping that you will take them to heart. That you will understand that it is not safe for you to eat things that come in a box. Do as we did when I walked the earth here. We had fresh vegetables and fruit. My apostles and I, my friends and I, did not eat animals even then. We preferred the quality and the taste of delicious vegetables grown with love. The climate was warm with certain care and careful use of water. We were able to grow beautiful crops. Across the globe, there have been cultures many who've been forced to hide out or lay low because the corporations have been taking over their lands. But there have been many cultures who knew how to live with the land, to eat the wild things that grew that are far more health-giving than the ones that grow on a factory farm. You are coming full circle now. You can see it happening, can't you? It was a matter of several hundred years of being led astray and convinced these practices that you've lived that have been lived as long as you remember, that they really are modern and helpful and progress. Well, it's been anything but that, beloved ones. There has been progress in certain things. Your doctors can set a bone beautifully. At times, they can do a surgery to replace a congenital problem or to repair something. But those are mechanical interventions. They've gotten very good at that. Replacing a heart valve that may have worn out. But of course, many of the problems have been created by your way of life. We're looking for time. We're looking for a state of being now 
that you will live without stress, without disease. Yes, we do want to bring in the healing chambers to help you. Of course, we want to make it happen as quickly as possible. But many of you are taking it into your own hands until we're able to land the ship safely and not create a problem. You'll need to take it into your own hands. Work with yourselves. Learn. Learn that you're not helpless. You're not victims of disease and illness. You're powerful healers. And it all depends upon how you use the energy. Now, if you use your own energy to raise your level of vibration, to promote health and well-being, you won't need, or at least you won't urgently need, the healing ships to come. You'll look forward to it as a matter of interest and fun and pleasure. How lovely to have bodies that can be useful to travel through dimensions. That is what we're looking forward to. All of us, isn't it? We want to come to be with you, to walk the earth, to touch you, to embrace you. It is a matter of allowing the energy to reach certain specially calibrated levels so that the transition is created for you to move comfortably into the higher dimensions. Many of you thought that ascension meant one day you would just go poof and you would be dragged up out of the third dimension into a higher place. Well, it's understandable that you believe that because that's the way death seems to a lot of people. And that was the way you were familiar with creating the, or with experiencing the transition from one dimension into the higher dimensions, where you went home to your families. Yes. It was that you could not get to the fifth dimension without going through death. No more. You've been told about this. You've talked about it a great deal. And you know that in order to raise yourself into higher dimensions, you must be healthy. Well, healthy in the sense that you do not allow illness to take hold of you. You don't harbor disease. As I've said, the injuries, missing limbs and so on, cannot be replaced immediately by your own will, 
at this moment, you don't have the knowledge or the information to do that. But you do have the information now to prevent disease from spreading, to allow yourself to live disease-free. Are you one of those who has become expert enough at keeping your vibrations high that you have never succumbed in the past year or two you have not succumbed to any illness. Are you one who has kept your energies so high that you are truly growing younger? Can you imagine anything that would be more practical or more fun? Yes, it is possible. And it will be done. Now, I have worked this morning with a large group of beautiful light beings here in Montreal. We gathered in a room together. One by one I spoke to them. Generally, people in fairly good health, some complaints, some diseases amongst them, but many younger people as well who were doing very well, staying healthy in their lives. It has become a part of spiritual growth to understand that it is important what you eat, believing that you are taking part in this project with Sananda carries with it automatically the understanding that you will take care of yourselves, that you will honor your brothers and sisters of the animal kingdom, that you will honor Mother Earth This is not a religion, as you've known it in the past, that completely ignored any connection to the earth. There cannot be a true spiritual uplifting without the respect and acknowledgement of Mother Tara. How would it be possible to do God's work and pretend that God doesn't care about protecting his beloved planet. How would it be possible to consider yourself spiritual being and also take part in things like drilling for oil? It makes no sense. Crop dusting and spirituality are at opposite ends of the spectrum. Yes, your human minds are capable of dreaming up all kinds of schemes, but are they practical? Are they 
kind to the earth. You come through a very dark time when anyone who stood up to object to the practices that were commonplace after the Industrial Revolution where people were vilified for even discussing the fact that these things might not be a good idea. Rachel Carson, who objected to the use of toxic chemicals and died herself of cancer. So many who tried and their objections fell on deaf ears. And many of those deaf ears would then go to church on Sunday and stand in front of the congregation either as helpers and deacons and so on or as priests and ministers who would then go and have lunch with their brother who was a crop duster and not say anything about the practices. Farmers themselves were convinced that it was a good idea to promote and encourage and talk about and share information about the latest poison that they could put on their land. And these were people who called themselves God-fearing people. Well, we now know, don't we, that anyone who calls themselves God-fearing really does not understand God. And anyone who thinks that poisoning Mother Earth has, is in any way acceptable to God or to me, Sananda, is very wrong. Now we have told you there is no place in the higher dimensions for punishment. There is no reason for it. All of you come to the higher dimensions lifetime after lifetime. You have learned. You look at your own lives. You re-experience them. And you come to learn compassion, forgiveness. And then you come back here behind the veil and once again are, are subjected to the brainwashing and the propaganda. It has been round after round a very difficult challenge to stand up to the flood of ridicule and propaganda that comes across the earth in waves. It was a very hard time. And that flood of propaganda was designed to destroy the links between you and your heart, to destroy the, the connection that would make it impossible for you to believe that killing all the insects 
for instance, in your garden and destroying all the weeds with toxic chemicals could possibly be a good thing. It's not enough to just know that your idea of beauty shouldn't be inflicted upon the earth. Although that's reasonable itself to think of it that way. But if your idea of beauty is having to have a lawn with not a weed in it, well, it is not what Mother Earth intended. To have an entire expanse of soil that grows only one kind of species is completely contrary to everything been created on this earth. Not only is what they call biodiversity necessary, it is integral to the survival and the ability to thrive of every single being, every single creature, every single insect, every sentient being on the planet must have around them variety, diversity, plants that complement one another, people that complement one another. Yes, plants have families too. So do insects. And often, their family members, like yours, come in different varieties and colors and different identities. This too is universal law. There is no one single species that is superior to all others, not even humanity. It has been presented that way in the Bible, hasn't it? That human beings have the right to lord it over all other beings. That was not our intention. And that was never the understanding of those who helped to create the human race. Not in order to subdue and own any other species, any other being, including planet Earth. No. To work with, to align with, to cooperate with every other species, every other sentient being, no matter how large or how small they might be. Some of your plants in the process of evolution, now I don't mean Darwin, when I say this, in the process of growth and 
creation have given themselves to be the food source for humankind. Generously given themselves. But they can regrow. That was part of the plan. So you see, it's all here for you. All of it. Everything you need is here. Every disease the cabal has been able to invent has its cure here on the planet. Growing naturally. The more they try, the less successful they are. Because it is natural law that one who is pushed, prodded, made to suffer, will rise up and change what they're feeling. Many, when they first started seeing my messages, said, but this can't be Sananda. Sananda isn't interested in politics. Sananda doesn't talk about anything but love. But beloved ones, I am talking about love. I'm talking about love for your Mother Earth. Love for all the other creatures. And especially love for yourself. When you love yourself, you will heal. When you pour love down all over yourself and let us join you in that, you will heal. Not only will you heal from physical illness, but all of the terrible sadness and depression and dreadful suffering that so many of you have experienced, all can be healed if you will only open yourselves, open your hearts to let us pour over you the high vibrational love that will flow through you and create perfect health and perfect happiness. Ah, but I don't know how to do that, you'll say. Or I've tried to do that and I can't seem to remember to continue doing it. Well, of course you can remember if it is important to you. If you truly wish to heal, then open your hearts And open your crown chakra and allow the love to pour through you. Now, this is our healing lesson. Open the crown chakra. Yes, right there on the top of your heads. It's a very convenient spot. It allows you to absorb light. And the light can easily be seen to shine down on top of your head. So, how simple it is. 
to open your crown chakra and allow the love and the light to flow down through you into every cell. And then to continue flowing down through you and into the earth. And as you do this, you are not depleted. You're not giving of your energy. You're simply allowing the love of spirit to flow through you. This is important to flow through you. Now, when we describe something flowing through, the love pouring through your body certainly does not damage your body in any way. In fact, as it flows through, it cleanses, energizes, excites your body, every cell. And every cell begins to sing at a higher vibration. This, my beloved ones, is ascension. The more you do it, the more your vibration rises up. There are many among you who are working very hard to raise your vibration high enough to ascend. You've been told about the 5.6 measurement that will allow you to drift happily from one dimension into another, a higher It is possible. There have been great preparations going on. Just as your earth is being cleansed, just as the circumstances need to be changed on the surface of the earth, so it is the higher fifth dimensions. The difficulties that were put in place during the long fall and recovery of planet Earth, the grids which we've told you about, the grid that supported the cabal, is now gone. Think of it. It would be as if the grid that supported all dogs and cats suddenly disappeared Well, I don't want to think about wiping out all the dogs and cats on the earth, but for a moment, they'll forgive us if we use them as an example. If you were to turn off the grid, say, for all the dogs, you would see them begin to fade. They would not all simply evaporate, poof, They would not all keel over and cease to exist. They would begin to weaken. They do have life force. They have souls within them. But they would not be able to continue. Slowly, they would weaken and die. 
Well, when the energy grid that supported the cabal was removed this past week, what was removed? Complex. You have heard, many of you, that some of the leaders were removed from the planet and replaced with clones. Those clones were running on the energy grid. You will see them begin to fade even faster than the regular beings who were supported by it. It will not any longer support the thought forms that were the propaganda tool and which had been given light by the fact that so many believed the principles that were taught. Love is weakness. Or love will make you weak. Light is not important. The earth is a dead bowl underneath your feet, just there for us to to dig apart and reorganize and take advantage of for our own devices and our own profits. And that is an honorable and a good thing because it means we're working hard. Hard work is an honorable and a good thing. The more you do of it, the better you are. The better person you are. It has created slavery across the planet. And those who are committed to slavery of their own volition or by having been trapped into these circumstances, if they have bought the propaganda, they will feel proud. They may be becoming ill. They may miss their families. They may be giving their lives to a corporation, a nameless, heartless entity that controls them. It's downright creepy, isn't it? Well, this is what has been promoted, and this is what has been kept going by those dark thought forms. Now, I'm trying to give you a picture that will help you to understand. A thought form is not an entity. It is certainly not anything that you should be afraid of. Fear itself is a thought form. Remember when Winston Churchill said, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. It is true. Thought forms have no power. The only time they can cause destruction is if a human or an animal or some other creature adopts the thinking that is in the thought form. The thinking that will guide them to do destructive, poisonous things. A thought form 
has no life of its own. Yet they linger. Like the shadow that's cast by a doorframe. Or a cloud. It's a shadow only. But one who believes in shadows and lives to talk about and think about and admire shadows will keep the idea alive that humans are the victims of the shadows around them. Why else would children have learned to be afraid of the dark? Because their parents are afraid of the dark. Because it is under cover of darkness that so many evil things have been done. And that connection has helped to keep alive the idea that thought forms have real influence and power. They do not. Only if you instill them with meaning and power, only then will they have any influence to cause destruction. And so you, beloved ones, must inhabit these thought forms in order for them to continue. Look, as I've told you before, Look to what you say. Look to what you think. If you find yourself saying, I am so stressed out, you are generating and imbuing a thought form with power. There is no such thing as stress. There is only the agreement that you will pretend that you are controlled by something outside yourself. That is a thought form. Now, why am I talking about this? You see the connection. Disease is also a thought form. The idea that you can be defeated, killed by a disease is a thought form. There is no inherent truth in it. There is no inherent reason why someone who has a cancer cell in their body should die. It is only a thought form. And when you put your foot down and decide that you will no longer be controlled by the idea that a thought form can control you, you will have no more illness, you will have no more slavery, you will have no more darkness. Now, what I've just described to you is like a house of mirrors, isn't it? It's an idea that an idea can have power. And so on. There are infinite permutations and humans are infinitely creative there are a thousand ways you can think up how to scare yourself into believing that a thought form is real 
No amount of convincing, no amount of repeating it can make it true. A thought form is nothing more than the shadow of a belief from those who came before you. You must outgrow them, dear ones. You must, if you are going to ascend. You must leave them behind, along with the toy boxes full of plastic toys. They're not real toys. They're just plastic. They're worthless and meaningless objects. They are thought forms, given shape and form. But still, just a thought form. This, dear ones, is called a truck. It's made of plastic. It's six inches long. It has no engine. It doesn't even look like a real truck. But we'll call it a truck and we'll say it's a toy. This is a thought form, a lie. A thought with no substance is a lie. A thought with no foundation in the true nature of reality is just a lie. You're discovering all around you the lies. Some of them are being exposed. And there will be many more, many more in the coming weeks. And I ask you, do not indulge yourselves in revenge. For revenge itself is a thought form. The idea that hurting another person could somehow help another who had been hurt earlier is nothing short of ridiculous. Creating havoc, creating pain, does not heal anything, does not make anything better, and doesn't cure anything. It is an abomination, but still just a thought form. And so, we ask you, beloved ones, prepare yourselves. Prepare yourselves with love. Love is the salve, the treatment, the expression that brings health, joy, and happiness. And without those things in your life, you cannot ascend. Fill your hearts with the joy that I send to you today. As we did this morning in this beautiful healing session, each one must absorb the love that's sent to you. 
We can pour down love all over you. But if you don't open your heart and don't open your crown chakra and allow it to flow through you, you will feel nothing. And you will insist, there's no one here helping me. There's no one here at all. I don't feel it. Well, that's up to you. But we encourage you now. Now is the time, beloved ones, for us to all come together. You will be getting messages through Catherine and other channels. You will be getting more information. Do so myself to give you some details and some more encouragement. But for now, you must understand deeply the concepts, the truth. There is no information that can save you. There is no knowledge that can change your world. There are tools that we can offer you. There are technologies we've developed But all our technologies are based on universal law. They're based on the understanding that we cannot destroy and expect to create something out of it. We cannot destroy a sentient being and expect that we will create something of beauty in the process. It makes no sense. We do not do that. We don't live that way. We don't create technologies that will have the effect of creating destruction. Not anywhere, not ever. So you see, you must understand. And this I have taken as my responsibility to help you understand universal law is an operation of the heart. And I don't mean a medical operation, I mean an expression. A result, a cause, and an expression of universal law. Love is the healing antidote, not medicine. Love is the guide that will never let you down. If something is done with love, out of love, it would never injure or destroy a being. War is not inevitable. It is a thought form based on the concept, a lie, that people must murder each other in order to survive. That is nonsense. People must love one another in order to survive. So you see, I'm trying to help you 
all of you to cleanse and wash away the dark thought forms. This is our responsibility now. This we must do in order to make a success of this ascension project. All disease must be eliminated because all dark thought forms must be eliminated. All war must be eliminated because it is a dark thought form and it keeps you in lower dimensions. There is no place for competition, for war, for destruction. There is not even any place for the kind of thinking that is separated from the heart. Beloved ones creates nothing but dark thought forms. An idea that is not anchored in the truth of the heart is a dark thought form. It is very simple. Do not be caught up in thoughts or in conversation that is separate from the heart. Do not be pulled aside into a discussion that justifies any kind of destruction of any being. Do not be caught up in any discussion or conversation or supposed knowledge-based exercise that leads you to feel competitive with another being or that leads you to feel superior or inferior. It is a dark thought form. Are you learning to make the distinction everywhere? For there is dark and there is light. And any form of light will be an expression of love. Any form of dark now, now that reptilians and other dark ones have been eliminated from the planet, any darkness will simply be a thought form. So don't find yourself boxing with shadows. Don't allow yourself to be drawn into discussions or activities that allow dark thought forms to be recreated and given life. This is our work now. This is what we mean by clearing. We will clear away all the dark thought forms by refusing to inhabit them. If you find yourself in your head, beloved ones, you are inhabiting a dark thought form. 
for a human body is not designed to operate in its head. You have been told your heart is far more powerful than your brain. And it is true. A brain that generates only thoughts is worth nothing. It must be the heart that commands. For this is universal law. Love is the essence of life in every dimension. And if you wish to traverse from the lower dimensions into the higher, you must leave behind all darkness. And now, by that, we mean all thought forms. I hope I have made it clear to you. I hope this lesson will help you to distinguish clearly, simply, the activities that are designed to generate and give new life to thought forms and those that express love. Open yourselves, open your hearts, open your minds and absorb only love you will be completely protected, completely nourished, supported. You will feel love, comfort, relief. And above all, you will feel our companionship. For beloved ones, we are one. And we are the light. I send you all my love. Absorb it now. Feel it now. And keep it in your heart. I am your Sananda. Namaste. Mm, namaste. Namaste, Sananda. This is Anne, and we're waiting for Catherine to come back. Are you here, Catherine? I am. Hi. Hi. (laughs) I don't know how much of the the call you got a chance to hear and take in. I know you like to listen later uh, so that you can actually uh, consider and hear the words. So um, sometimes we have a little Um, chit-chat. Lots of lots of new information here uh, that um, um, personally I think it's going to um, I'd like to uh, apply our usual formula. How does it make you feel? Does it make you feel good? Was this a call that uh, uplifted our spirit and raised our vibrations and made us feel all powerful, or did it? Uh, intimidate us a little bit Um, remember we've been told all these years if it makes you feel good it is good and if it doesn't make you feel good we need to think about it Uh, so 
I would, um, myself, I'm going to go outside. I'm going to get grounded. I'm going to talk to a tree and um, open my heart mind to my own discernment and my own knowledge. There was a lot of right words that were there, but um, ensconced in, in um, not, not a, it didn't leave me with a good feeling. just didn't leave me with a good feeling. And uh, that's the bottom yeah. line for each of us. So that's where I'm at. Hmm. Yeah. I'm surprised. I feel great. Well, um, well, it's everybody's own discernment. You know, how if it leaves you up and high and um, eager and energetic and ready to go, um, it's it's good. And um, if it leaves you uh, feeling overwhelmed, intimidated, uh, don't know which way to turn, um, remember, just take it in your heart and mind. Take each piece. Uh, there's a lot of the words that were absolutely right. We've heard them all our life. But um, overall, the picture was um, almost demoralizing. Oh, and, my uh, I just have to speak from my own truth. That's just where I'm at right now. And, wow. um, and so, um, you know, I don't have any more to say than that. Let's all just go into and see how we feel. We're all in our final tests right now. We can go out and talk to a tree. We can always test things by talking to a tree. Right. So, um, yeah, so, you know, well, that's, that's you what, what it's all about. You know, sometimes we get tested. Even, even you, Catherine, have talked about being tested. And uh, so we have to realize, you know, the bottom line is, did it lift us up? Are we ready to go? Are we enthused? And are, was there something that kind of left us flat? Like, gee, we talked about all the things that um, are, are working against us. And, um, and well, then it's see. up to us. Yeah. Let so, me anyway. Show you what I saw. Let me, okay. let me tell you what I saw. All right. I felt Sananda feeling his way to separate things for us. I was I was aware of him making groupings and creating um, visions of various kinds of things together and other things together. And he was little by little teasing out. This is what I saw him doing. Teasing out expressions of darkness versus expressions of light. This is what I saw him doing. There would be um, a picture of something dark and then a picture of something light. And he would hold them up next to each other. And then I would see another example of an expression of something dark and an expression of something light. And we were to compare them and I think he was trying to get us to feel the experience of something dark and then feel the experience of something light. So I think you're right. There were some things there that were designed to show you darkness. 
not to bring down your vibration, but to show you darkness so that we would understand what it is we have to remove and eliminate in order to raise our vibration. And I saw him with working with plants and with people and with animals, and um, he was talking about healing. I saw bacteria and disease, and I saw them... Um, I saw him make a comparison between human beings and a bacteria that life means if you try to suppress something, it will grow. So that is what this darkness, this fall, has been about. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was a lot. I was so surprised because Sananda... um, you know, it doesn't talk about darkness. It it puts dark pictures in our minds, makes us consider, um, you know, darkness. We, we've got I enough of that just... without having Sananda darkness no, in our minds, you wait. know? I have, this is the Sananda I was channeling. I know he did not intend anything dark. I think it's, it's the time has come for us to understand what it is we're leaving behind. And I think he wants, maybe not you, but he wants mm-hmm. others to see that there are things in our life that we must simply turn our backs on and turn toward the light. And how will we know to do that if we don't know what they are? I don't think he was trying to bring our energy down at all. I think he was trying to show us the pathway and lead us around. I mean, I felt him leading us around things that are dark, like a, like walking you along the path and saying, look, over here is something that's really old and dark and familiar. And over here is what we do. So it was like on this side is the darkness, over here is the light. And he kept taking, I felt him, walking me along a path and showing me where we've been and where we're going. And each time... Yeah, as long as we end up in the light, that's the important thing. The light and the high vibrations, you know, that we've always gravitated towards. But I don't think that coming going toward the light means you ignore the darkness or pretend it isn't there it means you must be aware of it and you must turn away and that's what i saw him doing here's the darkness you must turn away i saw him i saw a picture of an airplane a crop dusting airplane and then a verdant green uh, garden like a farm mm-hmm. and I saw um, animals being um, like in a zoo or being captured and then I saw yeah. animals yeah. running free and mm-hmm. I saw people in slavery and then I saw people reaching for freedom Mm-hmm. And well, yeah, showing these are all the things that we've already been seeing and uh, turning away from. So, 
um, again, um, I vote for the light. <laughs> I vote for the light. And uh, uh, I think I, I just don't like to look at darkness. I don't well, like I to even That's... vibrate um, looking at it just so I don't have to look at it. I don't like to turn to that radio station. I don't like to hear those vibrations uh, because then they've impinged on me. So, you know, we, mm, it's not the law of attraction. Huh? Not if you understand it. Not if you understand well, I, it. Yeah. You don't. I think well, I, I do understand what we look at, we draw I, to us, you know. No. That's the law of no, attraction. That, no. Huh? No. Not what you look at. No. You can't draw darkness to you by looking at something that's dark. No, Not that's at what's all. what's always been taught by prime creator through Abraham Hicks. What no, you no, look no. at, you yeah, you draw to you. No, mm-hmm. what you think about, what you align with. Mm-hmm. If you don't align with it, you don't draw it to yourself. Well, you let's, at it yeah, let's just let it go. We all are here to learn. Um, this is These are our final tests. And uh, we need to be aware of everything that is brought before us and uh, see how it makes us feel. If it makes us feel good, then we know it's good. And we're on our way. Let's listen again to what Sananda was saying. Because I believe that what he was saying was designed to help us to leave behind what we need to leave behind. Now, maybe you don't have anything that you need to leave behind. But I know there are people who do. I know there are people who inadvertently are aligning with darkness because they don't see that that's what it is. And I'm sure that was the lesson that Sananda was trying to give us today. And it felt to me as though it was very subtle and very complex. And he was trying to walk us through the history of our entire four million years so that we can see where we've come from and so that we will create the path ahead of us that is light. I truly believe that that's what this lesson is about. And I think we'll Well, you know, it's kind of interesting that we have different viewpoints on this, Catherine, Mm -hmm. because it allows people uh, to realize that, you know, this is something they need to consider, you know, uh, what is their viewpoint and what makes them feel good? Which part of it makes them feel good? So that's the bottom line. The idea is we have to feel good. That's how we're going to ascend is feeling good. And so pick the part that makes you feel good. Find parts that made you laugh and and uh, feel happy about and look forward to. And, uh, you know, that's the bottom line is feeling good. And, uh, you know, so I'm kind of glad that we have different viewpoints on this, Catherine. (laughs) Well, I know I had a powerful healing session this morning with Sananda. And what he addresses is how people hold on to their illnesses and their disease. And he's not afraid to talk about it. And he's not afraid to address that it's a problem. If people think they're sick, they will become sick. Absolutely. So I think mentioning how people do this is not attracting us to it. It's showing us the pathway we need to 
turn away from. And you can't discuss. We, we have come out of a period that was light and dark. And it looked to me like he was describing the difference between light and dark. So when you walk on the path and you're heading toward light, you have to know the darkness that you've come out of. You have to be able to recognize it so that you don't go back to it. I think this was a very complicated and sophisticated lesson that's much more complex than just feel happy. I think we're at the point now where we have to do much more than just feel good. I think we have to feel good, but we have to do it with a sense of competence and power, conviction, and energy that's based in something powerful and real. We know the difference. We are the difference. We create the difference. And we have to do that ourselves. To move out of the darkness, there are many people who are still stuck in the darkness. And how will they know to get out of it if they don't hear these kinds of lessons? It's not enough just to say you have to be happy. You have to well, be Well, it, it pretty much is because it means your vibrations went up when you're happy and it means your vibrations go down when you look at the darkness. And the bottom line is where are your vibrations? So are well, we going I to look want... at something that will lower them? That's wait, not wait. where we want to be. Okay. But I, for one, do not find my vibrations lowered by looking at something that has been dark. That does not bring my vibrations down. It, it makes me feel resolved. It raises my vibration to say, oh, I recognize that. I'm not going back to that. I'm moving. I'm moving ahead. And my friends are going to come with me. And we're all going to move ahead and we're leaving it behind. I think that's... Amen to that. Let's do that. I agree. Okay. So we'll all go back and listen again and see Mm -hmm. what the lesson was here Mm -hmm. and see if it's something we need to be told. Sananda must have felt we needed it or he wouldn't have spent this whole session on it. So we'll see. We'll see what Well, we're just, yeah, and we're done. There's There's two hands up, Catherine. Um, but we told people that there would be no question and answer, and I don't recognize the the numbers here. So, uh, and we we're down to five minutes. minutes. So, what what do you want to do? Uh huh. Let's let's open this one and see. Um, oh, maybe okay. somebody will have something interesting we need to hear. It's eight okay. Well, I'll go to the one that's been waiting the longest. That I, I oh, forget okay. which one it was. Now, one four, popped eight. in on. T- was it the 860? Okay, you two opened it. 248. Come on, 248. Ending in 1526. Hi. I'm so, thank you so much for taking my call. Um, my name's Christy. I'm from Michigan. Anne and Catherine, God bless you guys to the max. Um, I had a stronger response to this call than I've had for any of call, any call I've listened to yet. 
Mm. And and when you came on, I could tell right away you weren't cool with it. <laughs> but um, I had a really strong positive reaction to it. Um, I'm an energy worker. I do healing work myself. And mm-hmm. this, he was talking about what I try to talk to with people, and they, um, it sounds negative, but so many people don't get it. And, Catherine, you were so right when you said it's more complex. And I was so glad. It's like he validated everything that, that I've known for a long time. And, and Anne, I know you were saying that um, it was new information, but to me it wasn't new. But I feel like maybe now it will get out there and, and more people will be um, familiar with it because of this call. And um, because, you know, I try to explain to people how hospitals aren't a safe place to heal and, you know, all the things that he talked about. And um, it, it reminded me, Anne, of what you were saying about, you know, the negative. And I remember I've worked in several health food stores um, be- before and during I, w- I was getting my certification as an energy worker. Mm-hmm. And um, this was a long this was over 10 years ago, and, and I, um, I did a lot with cleansing and cleaning the colon and cleansing type of things, and nobody else wanted to do that. Everybody mm-hmm. else thought it was gross, the, col- the colon and all that stuff. But it's so important to, to a healthy body. And this yeah. is kind of, kind of what this call reminds me of, is that um, I, um, I love your calls, but... Um, I agree with Catherine the way, and I don't want to make this, you know, a polarity thing or anything, but um, that um, being aware of what needs to be addressed isn't the same thing as um, as resonating with it and and attaching to it and um, and drawing mm-hmm. it to us. But it, right. I feel like if people don't if people don't know the reason to adopt you know, a healthier diet or something, you know, if they don't know the alternative and, and why that would be detrimental to them, then there's not as much of much of a um, motivation for them to change, to make those behavior changes. And um, just, it just really had, I had a really strong reaction to it. And I really liked it. And um, I, I just feel really good. <laughs> I felt really good after the call. <laughs> well, and, uh, that's where we so want I, you to be is feeling really good. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this okay. is the best I've felt for any call because I felt like it, it really got to the meat of what needed to be addressed, you know. And um, I, I feel so strong just sitting here, <laughs> you know, and I feel really, um, like, invigorated by it, to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, well, great. But I just wanted to say that I, I don't have a question, but I'm, thank you so much for taking my call. <laughs> Thanks, Christy. Okay. okay. Now we've well, got two more waiting, Catherine. I know well, we've got well, some recording what, time left. Here's one that we were going to take before, 860. So let's let them oh. speak really quickly. We have yeah. okay. one minute left. Okay. 860-6030. Are you there? Well, time's a wasting. So yeah. Where'd you go? Yeah, looks like we're going to have to stop. Um, it's time for us to end the program. I think here's well, here's nine ten. Let's see, let's see if we can get nine ten in in ninety seconds. Nine ten, mm-hmm. and the last numbers are oh three seven nine. Hello. Hi. Can you make it real quick? 
Yes, this is James Gwynn. I appreciate all you're doing, and the message was clear as a bell. Uh, he basically told us anything we're looking outside of us cannot save us. We got to do it. It's our own path to walk. If you listen to something like a commercial on TV about cancer, something they instill on a bad thought in you. If you believe it, you give it power. Cancer only kills because believe, people believe it kills them. Uh huh. And and I, I mean, like when I sent the message to Catherine before, how I we searched and took our lives out of our doctor's hands and took care of it ourselves. We're alive, but nobody knows how we did it. But we did it. We did it with food. Uh huh. We did so it with the Max Gerson therapy of taking the food and the juices and healing yourself and believing that you can. Right. And so I you thank you, and I love all of you unconditionally. Oh, thank you, sweetie. So you got the positive message today. It confirmed what, what you feel positive about. And my right. wife, the doctors told her that her adrenal gland had stopped and nothing could ever start it again, but yet it's working perfectly now. Oh, mm, bravo. Wonderful. And I have pictures to send Catherine of internal pictures from her being healed on the, on the ships before from her healing calls where the plain as day you can see what cancer looks like and you can see what it looks like when it's healed because it was Barrett's esophagus which they claim there is no cure, but that's a lie. There is a cure. All right. Well, thank you for your feedback. And we are now uh, past our recording time. So Hello? thanks, everybody. Um, I think it would be a good thing to go back and listen maybe and see what you think about it. And we'll have questions on Wednesday. On the Wednesday call, we'll take questions. So thanks, everybody. And I'm going to go to our music now. Yeah, let's have that music. And you love the music, so I hope this (laughs) helps to ease your way. And I think we'll go back and listen to it some more. And I bet you that you're going to hear the positive message in this. But I love you. (laughs) (laughs) We all love each other. That's the bottom line. Oh, 